Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. the of September. That day I'll always remember. Yes, I Did he say all he left us was, was alone? Yeah. A-L-O-N-E or alone. alone. That's all he left. L-O-A-N. No, all he left <laughs> us was by ourselves. <laughs> hey, we back on the ticket. It's the captain, 93.7. I am with my brother from another coach that will always be my brother, no matter how much I run my mouth. Three-time national champ, Freddie Pollitt. What's up, big fella? Hey. Hey, Rushan, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I am excellent now that I got I you on. I like your on. entry song. Yeah, well, you know about that Papa was Rolling Stone. You know that song? I don't really know it that well, but, you know, it's got a little funk in it. I like it. Yeah, a little, a little funky funk funk. What's up, Freddie? Three-time national champ? You ever thought you'd be talking to Rashawn Jackson right now? <laughs> well, if I was going to be talking to anybody, you were probably going to be one of them. <laughs> You're all the talker. I know, right, Freddie? Hey, so, Freddie, let's just dive into it. Yeah. You're from Omaha. Give us the story on how you made it to Nebraska. Well, I was at uh, Creighton Prep. <clears throat> I played a little bit for the Little Mavs when I was a little kid, and I played for Our Lady of Lords when I was too fat to make weight for those other leagues. And then uh, and then um, I ended up going to Creighton Prep. And uh, and from there, I, I did a camp uh, one summer, and, um, we didn't, uh, we broke out into teams <clears throat> and my team didn't really have a QB and I wasn't great at throwing or a great QB, but, uh, I, I, instead of being a lineman, I, I took the QB spot and ran a lot and threw a lot. And I think the coaches at that camp kind of saw that I could, I could move pretty quick and, and do some other things. And, um, that at the end of that camp, they had called us upstairs and said, Hey, uh, <clears throat> these kids have damage to their room. And I don't know if you were at that camp, but, um, I wasn't in a room in my room and I'm going, Jesus, I don't have any damage to my room. And went up and met with coach Osborne and found out it wasn't quite what they said. And, you know, he had said that, uh, they were impressed and that they wanted to offer me and that they had talked to, uh, some of my family members. I had an uncle that played for him before me a few years before me. So, uh, they had talked to some of them and, so I left that camp with an offer and, um, and I remember walking caddy corner across that field and I couldn't see anybody in the stadium, but myself. And, and it was just uh, a moment that still to this day, gives me goosebumps thinking about that. I got to go home and I think my parents had some idea what was going on, but they didn't know. And, uh, and I got to drive home 45 minutes 
uh, probably way too fast thinking that I'll just tell the officer that, uh, that I just got offered a scholarship and he'll probably let me go or it doesn't matter because I got to get home quick. So I flew home and, and uh, told my parents and it was a real good day. We, and again, my, my dad ended up cooking me a steak that hung off the plate on about every side. So uh, it was uh, just a day I'll never forget. Wow. Wow. That's, that's huge. I, I never knew that story. So, okay. So Fred, you, 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 you played in the Shrine Bowl. Kind of talk about our relationship up until this point. We get to the Shrine Bowl, and we're, we're, there's so much lip You were on the other team, weren't you? I know, but there was so much lip flapping. You remember that? Oh, yeah, but it was all you. It was mainly huh? you. I, I remember you just talking so much crap. Like, even when we played together. Dude, what was I saying? You're a talker. But, just, uh, I was just talking crazy. I also crazy. remember being at the Chiefs with you, and uh, about the time I knew I was getting cut, you were catching touchdowns. And uh, I was 99% sure Rashawn Jackson was going to be playing for the Chiefs after they cut me. And I think you hurt your knee in the end zone. Yeah, I That's did. correct. Yeah, I did. I blew my knee out. Yeah. I'll let your whole – everybody know here that uh, Freddie Pollock was about to get cut from that team. We were there at the same time, and Rashawn was running on all cylinders. I, I would say you were you were more – at least I, I, I noticed you more when we were with the Chiefs, how remarkable you were doing, probably because I wasn't doing quite as good. And uh, – and I was just like, wow, you know, you, you know, certain guys like the Rutgers and the Amon Greens and even the Winstrom just took it to another level when you went to that next level. Oh, so, Freddie, you're uh, so I'm sorry you had that knee injury because I oh, know you would have played for a while. Freddie, you're going to make me cry. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm crying on the radio. It's on YouTube. <laughs> well, Stop it, I'll Freddie. give you a hug, little tiger. <laughs> okay, so. Boom! A lot. We came in together in 1993, so we are classmates. Even though mm-hmm. we had our rivalry, you know, Scott Frost was on your, you guys' team. We won that game too, by the way. You guys cheated and hurt my ankle. But no, no. Actually, I think the only reason you won was you cheated. Uh, I mean, no, you guys had you were coming. I remember I was playing defense against. I want to say Zadiskoa and Anderson. I knew who they were, and I'm trying to read every play. Oh. Can you hear that? Did you hear the witch there? No, I we totally oh, lost right over that. My deal. ring doorbell just went off on my phone, and I still have it set up for Halloween. Um, so I don't know where I was just at. I apologize. You were saying that 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 basically you were playing against Eric Anderson on the on the South Squad. We had Eric Anderson, John Zadiska, myself. That's three scholarships going to Nebraska right there. You guys had Scott yeah. Frost, yourself. Who else was on that team? There was a couple other players on that team. Got it. As there well. were tons. It, but it who like knows? Our Shrine Bowl team was going to Nebraska. Um, I want to say Lance Brown. I don't know whose team he was on. Lance was on our squad. He had, yeah, he hurt his knee. Yeah. Um, Lake. Was Lake with us, too? I think Jeff Lake was on that team, too. Yeah. A receiver, yeah. And, you know, a couple of other linemen. I can't remember which ones were were there. But I remember Anderson and Zadichka just because they were kind of the big names. And Zadichka's biceps are bigger than my head. And Anderson was just this beast. I mean, he's a incredibly smart guy i think he's an engineer who does you know construction management for one of the big companies but he uh just super smart guy he can't meet a nicer guy but on the field he was just a wrecking ball i mean he he was a very talented football player i actually was lucky um when i was allocated to amsterdam i played a season over in europe um eric and i were on the same team for the amsterdam admirals and he ended up being my roommate when we lived in amsterdam Wow, and I mean, you know, Ricky, he's the nicest guy in the world, and <clears throat> it was great to have somebody when you're that far from home that you know you, we could sit up and watch The Simpsons and watch Mash and eat jelly beans, and it's just somebody I knew, you know what I mean? And, and I couldn't have asked for a better roommate over there. 
Hey, Andy. We, he's talking about Eric Anderson, who we yeah. definitely got to have him on. But so, so Fred, you're, you're you're there. Me and you were on scout team together. Talk to me about being on scout team for two years, and I can speak to that because I was there with you. But yeah, speak to I, uh, what that I, life was I, like for those two years. Well, when when we were there, and I don't, I don't know how they've changed things up, but you know we've run four stations of offense and defense uh, on the main field. You know the two end zones and the two sides. So we ran a ton of plays, and um, you know when you're on the meat squad or when you're on you know those first two units, you don't even run Nebraska plays. You're uh, you're running off a card to try to look like the other defense, and um, you can't win because <laughs> if you beat the hell out of the starting defense or the number two defense, then they beat you up, and then they run the play again. Wait, wait. And if you beat them again, they run the play again. So in, until they destroy you, we're going to keep running that play. It kind of makes you not want to beat up on the number one guys because, well, number one, you can't. But number two, um, every, whenever you beat them, they're just going to beat you again, and now they know the play, so they're going to run you over you even harder. And if you beat them a second time, they might just take your head off. Wow. How did that build character, though? Like how did that sit, oh how did that God. set you it, up? You got to be tough as nails, and I guess for me, it took so long to get a lot of playing time. For me, you know, I, I would say everybody that started in front of me played at least three years in the pros. So it, it took me so long to get there, and I'd been beat up so many times that by the time you get there, at least for me, I was kind of a jerk. I was a rabid dog, and I wouldn't give that up. I mean, I, I remember Adam Jolch, who's one of the nicest guys in the world. He was kind of my backup, but he come in to, to relieve me and I would tell him nicely to get the smack out of there right now because I, I wasn't going to give up my spot. I mean, we, we just worked and you've taken so many beatings. Um, you just, you know what I mean? I think it makes you a little bit harder, makes you tougher, you know, and you're going against some of the best. I, I look at who our athletic director, that's, that was who I went against every day as a freshman. And Trev Alberts is, Great guy, great player, so much better than me, but he would literally get mad at me because I couldn't give him a good enough look because I was so fat and slow. I, you know, I just, I remember thinking, if I could beat Trev Alvarez for one play this practice, that will be, that will be the great thing that I did today. And I can tell you most practices I never did, but we also got to go against, you know, Eric Bertomich and Winstrom and Rucker. I mean, everyone I went against was a stud. Thank God we were running defense because pass blocking those guys would be, you know, it's, it, it'd be hard as hell in a passing offense. So it, I think it just, it, it builds, I mean, it, it starts hammering you out of iron. If you can stick it out, and I've told that to a lot of young guys, that you got to do all the right things. you got to work out. But a lot of times it's just who can take it, who can take the beating and come back tomorrow and then do it for five years, you know. Because you get beat up every day. I mean, I, I think most people probably realize that. But if you've played, you realize you're black and blue. You're spending 10 minutes to try to stand up straight in the shower. It It's a car wreck every week, sometimes every day. So I, I think being on that meat squad, going against the best players for a couple of years, it it helps you learn the speed and it helps you take a beating so that when it is your turn, you uh, it doesn't affect you as much. You've been there before. I don't know. Well, and you're talking and, too much. And you, Fred, and you deliver the beatings. Though. I think when we became seniors, we doled out the beatings. Right? Yeah. Once we oh, became yeah. where – so at what point – what year did you start playing? 95 you start getting some ticks or 96? I played you? every year uh, for four years. Um, but 
I didn't really till my junior year. I was rotating with uh, True and and Dishman, was it? Uh, yeah, I think True and Dishman. So I kind of rotated pretty evenly with those guys. They were the class ahead of us, and True was a hell of a snapper. Dishman was just a beast and still is. I think Dishman retired from the pros, and then uh, Vermeil, Vermeer, Vermeil, who uh, is just an incredible coach, a little nuts, but he called Dishman up and said, hey, come back, get in shape when you want to, and come play. I mean, that's how good Dishman was. Was that he's like, I'm done. And they're like, No, you're not. Come back. So, right. So ninety. Mm-hmm. So here we are. We 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 ninety five. We, we won it ninety four. Won it in ninety five. We missed it in ninety six. It was a growing year. Ninety seven. We had a bunch of seniors. Talk about the pipeline pancakes. Meaning that that pi- those set of hogs that you play with. You know, Aaron Taylor. Um, uh, Josh Heskew, Matt Hoskinson, uh, Eric Anderson, John Zadiska. Talk about that that group of six. And, and and here's the deal. You guys are all seniors. How did that deal work? Why was it so good? God, it, you know, it was fun. We had so much fun. You remember the locker rooms, just the fat linemen sitting around naked playing cards after practice and everybody <laughs> else trying not to look in our direction. and. Yep. I mean, just and it was fun. I, I think to certain people, you know, Hoskinson is—he's kind of like Loki. He's, you know, he's the fun as heck, but he's a little stinker too. Um, but he really—he made things a lot of fun, and and he was great. And he was not really considered a starter. Well, he was considered by us a starter, but we had six starters. You know, Matt Hoskinson was our our number two center, our number two left guard, number two right guard. He would have started anywhere. I mean, if he wasn't doing that, then. They would throw him at center, and Heskey would have been doing the same thing he did. So he literally was one of our stars. He's great. He's a lot of fun. Um, I remember when we played Washington, I was up against an All-American short, who uh, I, we ran the first two touchdowns over him. We thumped him pretty good. But uh, late in the game, oh, God, Rashawn, this is yours too, I think. You're going you're gonna to give me crap for this one. Yeah. We got a touchdown late in the game. Yeah, and thanks a lot, Freddie. for a holding, and I think it was your touchdown. It was, Freddie, you little joke. And you didn't, but you didn't hold, though. No, it was. it's one of them, you know, these defensive linemen are scumbags, and when they're up against someone as pretty as me, they're going to really cheat. So, he, you know, he did one of them where he comes in, he, he gets his arm up in my elbow as tight as he can, you know, he gets it up in my armpit. And he tries to make it look like a hold. I literally pulled my arms out trying to show the ref I'm not doing this. This guy's holding me. And uh, and they called me. They pulled your touchdown back. But And then everybody's like, don't lift your arms up. I'm like, well, I'm trying to show the guy that I'm not holding anybody, but. Yeah, they called that touchdown back, and I remember, man, it just demoralized me because we were still at a point where they could potentially come back and make a run, and, and I could have been the guy that, that lost the game for us. And I just remember I was demoralized. It really messed with me, and and that George yeah. just started talking, talking, talking. Yeah, but Freddie, you know. play he got. Come and on, And then Freddy. Hoskinson speaks up and says, hey, this short cat had a messed up grill. He's like, hey, summer teeth. He's like, what? And he goes, summer over here, summer over there. And so I could tell it messed with him. But I, it just it made me laugh. And I'm like, that was, that was the neat thing about our guys. Where they were kind of bullies, but we had so much fun, too, out there. You know, and you'd have these guys, Aaron Taylor. I mean, just a beast. I went in, to his wedding down in Texas. And the day, I don't know if it's the day of his wedding or the rehearsal dinner or something, but he's carrying, like, quarters of beef out of a semi-truck for his father-in-law. He's like, hey, guys, help us out. God, we went in there. We're picking these things up and walking down a slippery, greasy freaking ramp to go take it into the building. And I'm thinking, this is how Aaron Taylor became Aaron Taylor. I mean, he 
that little guy, he's, you know, five, six on a good day, but, you know, so he can definitely get under you, but he had the hips and, and, you know, the legs, God, that guy's legs are like, like a cow, like a steer. He's just huge. And he could lift anybody up and it was great because I was his tackle. So I could knock everybody over that he lifted up. He had Heskew, which he was a lot of fun as well. And he was one of our centers and, and you got, you know, Zadiska, Zadiska and his brother are like freaks of nature. I mean, one's like four zero, never had a B. I want to pump you up. Five because he's the stupid one, you know. <laughs> Big Rob, what are you doing, Freddie? What? What are you? You oh. know how Rob talks. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, Rob. Rob was never had a B in his life. The smartest man any of us will this... be. He, he talks like he might be a robot. Right. He's a robot. He's slow. Hey, yeah. so Freddie, For... like we play. Yeah. Okay, so. In the games, right, me and you, of me, well, it would have been me, you, and Andy because you guys were the tackles. And so mm-hmm. we were, we kind of had a marriage down there at the end, right, where we would yeah. go two combo, we would double people, we would do things together in tandem to secure the edge. I mean, I just remember all those times, and I, you know, thank you for helping me get through those calls because you know I had switched over to tight end. You guys had already been playing there, but I remember going down into the pit and learning how important was Coach Young and Coach Tenniper to your development. They were huge. I, I got to be honest, and I've told people this before. I, I wasn't real tight with Tenniper. Um, for my first probably three years, um, you know, he, he really had to focus on his top couple of crews. And, and uh, you know, if you were some cream that rise to the top in your early years, then, you know, he would bring you into those crews. But so many guys there that, that um, you know, I really I, I didn't connect with him real early. And it was kind of weird because I've always loved all my coaches, always got along with them real well. And um, so I remember meeting with Jack Starks and just saying, who's our team psychiatrist, going, man, me and this guy just do not see eye to eye or, you know, everything I try, I just things don't seem to be working. And um, then, you know, later on when you've paid your dues and, and you know, you, you're starting to play a little more, I want to say maybe it was my third year. Um, and I and I get it. You know, there, there's a lot of guys there. You know, even when we were there, there were more people on the field than there are now. Before us, it was even more so that way. So, um, you know, being those top two units where, you're really working with him more than you you do before because you know prior you're running off cards you're not you're not really running our place you know we we do it in one on ones but when we go to team um, the the guys in the meat squad they're going to run off cards so they're truly not getting um, practice on the Nebraska plays but uh, I think a lot of that you know a lot of us are driven people something in us made us want to go a little bit further than than other people kind of like I said before you. There's just sometimes it's just not giving up, you know. It's the, the guys that can can stick it out. So um, you know, after I'd done that for a while, and you know, I'd built up my strength and my speed, and I started getting the plays down and not making mistakes. Um, he really pulled me under his wing, and and that became a lot more fun. Freddie, uh, Freddie, hold that, hold ahead. that thought. I got to pay some bills here in a minute, but hold that thought about Coach Tenniper because I think it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm talking to three-time national champion. Freddie Pollock, the captain, the ticket, 93.7. Back with Vershawn Jackson. 
on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here comes Freddy. <laughs> Fat Albert song. Wow. <laughs> Fred, you remember Fat Albert, don't you? I do. Hey, hey, hey. He's uh, going to reach through the phone and just pull every <laughs> bit of hair off your head. <laughs> I love Freddy, man. Listen, I wouldn't have made it through everything I made it through, switching from fullback, going to tight end, if I didn't have guys like Freddy. You know, to to just help me out, help me know what the calls are. You know what I mean, and and just ordinary good guys, man. I I love those guys alignment. The, the guys that I came with, came in with in nineteen ninety three. I think we're gonna be like seventy, eighty years old still when we do get together. Still acting as if it it never stops. So, Freddie, in the yes. in the day of the nil, yeah, what? Do you feel like it's doing to college sports as we know it? It's going to change it. And and I, I spoke to you, uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or whatever, earlier today we talked about it, but I ran into a guy from Australia, and he was just kind of <clears throat> asking me questions about our college athletics. And, and the reason was, and he, he came out with it, was that they, they don't do that in Australia. He said that the uh, there's no sports tied in with the universities. And, um, you know, so he, he's asking me all these weird questions, and, and I'm like, well, it's just how we've done it. We've done it for years. I, I think it's about making well-rounded people and, you know, whatever, regardless. But, you know, it was the first time I ever had somebody really question this thing that's just so normal to me. Um, but now with the change with NIL and and um, I, I think with conferences trying to make this shift and everybody trying to guess what's going to happen next, I mean, it's almost like a it's almost like a technology boom. Like everybody knows something big's going to happen. They just want to be able to put their money in the right lane. And I don't think anybody really knows what that right lane is yet because I believe that uh, we're going to lose some conferences. We might lose some programs. Um, we may gain some. I'm, I'm not even certain of that. But I think that the landscape's going to change radically. We, we may see something more like a semi-pro league or, or something come of it because there's going to be a point when people are making so much money doing their job. They may not care so much about the college side of it, especially if you got a guy that's making a million-plus dollars a year and uh, and he's having to put a lot of focus on his school. He may decide at this time, I want to focus on the thing that's making me money, and, and I can go get my degree later. And and that's the thing that we've all kind of said, oh, that's that's not good. And and it, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't in the past for certain people, but life's changing. I mean, things are things are going to be radically different. You know, we have a quarterback who did really well, and, and he moved on. We have a, a lineman who did pretty well, and he moved on. Um I, I don't understand that. You know, I mean, everybody's got their own reasons, but this NIL atmosphere has changed everything. The fact that you can go into the transfer portal has changed everything. And if I can throw something at, or just kind of say something about it, 
I remember uh, the Sooners coach, uh, the big one, uh, Switzer, talking about how they used to had so many scholarships that they would give scholarships to linemen they knew would never play for them just to make sure that guy didn't go somewhere else. And with Title IX and the scholarship numbers decreasing, you know, a lot of that is going to go away, which it might have helped out the Nebraskas of the past, the, you know, the Big Eight Nebraska, um, to have as many scholarships as it has and to have um, just pretty much dominance in that area where as the parity becomes more and more and scholarship numbers are equal and um, we may just see a total different change. We, we truly may see programs and we're going to see conferences change and disappear, but we might even see some sort of a, a semi-pro league come out of this since college football has been the semi-pro league for the NFL forever. But with the paying of players, who knows where it's going to stop or change or how it's going to change. I have no idea. And I don't think anybody really does. No, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's so, it's so new that it's only going to take time. I just think that when you start paying players, the, the team that's got the biggest bucks, who's ever got the most money, is going to win at that point because basically the NIL is about money. Texas A&M throwing 28 to $30 million at it. Uh, Texas giving 50000 per year per lineman. Um, it, well, think I, about that, Vershawn. We're yeah. talking about name, image, and likeness, and I, I really know nothing about this, okay? I really haven't dug into it or read about it, but we're saying, hey, we're not paying these kids to play. We're paying them for their name, their image, and their likeness, probably coming from you know football or video games or something like that where you know I know some players got, got paydays later saying, yeah, they used my name, image, and likeness, and I never got paid for it. But um, I just think, especially with the Texas thing you're talking about, are those five linemen getting paid for their name, image, and likeness, or are they getting paid to start for Texas? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's They're getting paid to play. They're not yeah. getting paid no Nobody cares what your name, your image, or your likeness is down there. They care that you're the starting lineman. Yeah, so but they're isn't getting, that being paid to play? Yeah, absolutely, they're getting paid to play. $50,000 a year to play in the state of Texas. They, they didn't say you had to play. They just said, hey, we're going to, you get a scholarship, you get $50,000 every year that you're at the University of Texas. We don't care how long, where, why, how, how you do it, but as long as you're wearing that, 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 that dang, whatever that bull is on your doggone helmet. You are good to go to get $50,000. Now, teams that, that are smaller, that can't compete with that, there's going to be so much discrepancy to me. There's going to be so much discrepancy on the level of players, the level of talent of players, that you will start seeing that teams are going to have to – they're going to have to, to make some changes, and you're right. There might be some different leagues to come out of it. Hey, we're going to take a short break. I'm the captain. Hopefully you'll come back with us. Fred, Freddie Pollock, three-time national champ. We're talking to him. DP is in the saddle. Terrell Farley, the great Terrell Farley, will be in the building at 1230. Be right back at you. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, I got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Rashawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, Rashawn Jackson. Ah, yeah! Before you get into your group, the, videos, the video clip says you were alone at the 25. 
two questions. One, why were you so all alone? And two, how in the world did you not score if you were all alone at 25? The clip, I think I, I think that might have been the Kansas game. And it the ball was Nick, it, watch him watch him talk about it. I don't know school. if the ball was thrown oh, you just gonna do that correctly. Right? You just gonna do that. And uh it was thrown. You're just towards, gonna blame the quarterback. It was I blame no one. It was you asked me a question, I'm giving you my answer now. <laughs> Just because you don't like my answer doesn't mean that, that that I'm that I'm blaming somebody. Don't forget, this guy wanted to kick the extra point. Yeah, that dude. Man, I'm the <laughs> listen. It's about winning. It's about winning. That would have tied the game. No, 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 it's about tying. Yeah, you, <laughs> that would have no, tied the game. That would have won the championship. <laughs> What's greater? No, you would have been awarded the championship. No, you, you would have. You could have won it with the two. You would have been awarded it with one. And said you lose it. Right. Wrong. And then the number three team. You're wild. The number three team that's like wild. number three at the time with one loss, they win. Are you a participation trophy kind of dude? Matter of fact, for no. <laughs> Not at all, but I am about doing making smart moves. Your player is throwing picks all over the place. Guess what? Next wow. man up. Wow, you just gonna throw him under the bus. Next dude. man up. Your 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 basketball player is not made a goal. He hadn't made a bucket in ten minutes out on the court, and he's supposed to be a scorer. You are, guess what? You are sit throwing. his little booty down. You right next throwing. to me. Come here, sir. So you call him Mike Rozier, the star player that ain't scoring. Is that what you're telling me? Because he wasn't in the game. What are you trying to say? He might have been hurt. Okay. So this, I, this man's like Russ. Hurt. This man's like Russ coming after Irvin Fry right out of the <laughs> game. No, <laughs> no, no. Hey, now, listen, Russ. I'm glad you said that, Nick. Now, now Russ, if you want to call back in on the Honda Lincoln hotline. <laughs> we, we can't with, call, with, with uh Anyway, my point is, <laughs> no, Russ, we, we watch the <laughs> film, Russ. And there's a couple coaches in the room, Russ. <laughs> And you said he 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 didn't necessarily look like he dropped that ball on purpose. Looked like he just the, dropped it. Yeah, he took his eyes off the ball at the last minute, thinking it was an easy ball, and just dropped it. You know his his bring reaction. Fr- bring in Freddie for 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 logic and common sense. Come on, Freddie, what do you think? Yeah, of, yeah. What do you think about that? I don't even Freddie? know what play we're talking about. Ugh. What are we talking about? See, Freddie's a lineman. All he cares about is pancakes. Pancakes. <laughs> Are we talking about the, the what, championship? What do you think? Going, of, what, for, going what, for two instead of one? Yes. Yeah, I'm, see, I'm torn too, man, because if you had it wrapped up, if your whole season had gotten you to a position where you can win the national championship and you're pretty sure, man, that's uh, – What do you do, Freddie? What do you do? I don't know, man. Freddie, you know, stop cool it. You're... Thing to say is to be the best, you got to beat the best. But, man, to – What do you do, uh, Freddie? A... Make a decision here. Come on, Fred. Oh, I'm a wimp. I mean, if I know I'm going to win it, the national championship with a kick based on what we've done all season, uh-huh. or I could lose it to the number three team that already has a loss if I don't. I mean, yeah, it, I guess the logical thing is to do the safe thing. I don't know. I did insurance for 12 Say years. Say it, Freddie. Seems like risk avoidance to, to just kick the ball and win the national championship. <laughs> I know it's not the cool, tough thing. Fred, but, you're, Fred you know, is too. Guys didn't get a ring. Fred is too big to moonwalk <laughs> into a national championship. <laughs> Fred, it's crazy. It's crazy talk. Right on time, Freddie. <laughs> I knew it. Hey, great minds think alike. Only champions think this way, man. <laughs>
Wait a minute. Only, wait, wait a minute. You told wait, a minute. Me wait a minute. That's why he can't see it, Rashad. Like that, you're exactly right. <laughs> well, see, DP no. has no championship. You are absolutely incorrect, kind sir. Okay. Just in the space that you're in, chill. <laughs> Don't make me go in the closet. I, <laughs> I will have in none the of that for room. Yeah. You better go. It's time to go to the upper room because I'm uh, telling you, uh, listen. Now, we'll get a different perspective a little bit later, but if you got an opportunity to win a championship and that's the goal the entire year is to win the championship, listen, it's not holding unless you get caught, okay? As long as you keep your hands in the constraints of the body, normally the ref won't call the call of holding on you. Listen, holding's garbage because holding happens every play. It's just – it's BS that they put out there because offensive linemen are generally better than defensive linemen. <laughs> Say so that just again. to make it even, they call holding every once in a while on us, oh. which is garbage. The defense, the the, the the Husker black shirts are all they all just knock their soup over at lunch as they heard you say that you were better than they are. We were all the time. <laughs> Man, we work, man. Look, them black, you and Jay for 15 Them black shirts, right. listen, they, them black shirts, them black shirts were scared of one group of offensive guys. You know who it was? The red shirts. It was one group that, that we would hit them square in the mouth. Now, when we were younger guys, I would say I was fearful of the black shirts. Right, Freddie? You're fearful oh, of somebody yeah. snatching your helmet I mean, off and throwing it down the field 40 years. Yards. Right. So, I, I mean, I just don't know. Freddie. Coach Osborne told us years ago, I think, that that us seniors, we wouldn't know kind of what we did when we look back. Being that it's 23 years later, soon to be 24, how do you look at the championships and the run that we had any differently? Yeah, I do. I I do. And and when you just said that, I got goosebumps because I can actually remember – the dry words coming out of his mouth. You know, I love Coach Osborne, but just I remember him talking about it with no emotion, um, just but saying, guys, you don't really realize what you've done yet. You don't realize how impactful this is yet. But as you look back on it in life, and, and we have seen it, I mean, Jesus, we can't get to a bowl game. And I've got all the support. I, I love Scott Frost. I think he's a great coach. Um, the fact that we played so many ranked teams so close but lost is just disheartening as heck, but we didn't get blown out. I mean, we were within a touchdown of winning every one of them games, and that ain't good enough, and the whole state knows it. And ob- you know, it's very obvious, but we also didn't get beat by 50 points. We played everyone tough, and oh, you got to win, especially for that much money. You got to win, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're right there. You're, you know, it, it, it stinks to think that maybe next year could be the year, you know, it really could, or maybe the next year would have been the year, but um, you know, with this not being the big eight anymore and with NIL and scholarship numbers being limited and everything else that's going on. I mean, we, we were already in the middle of the country in one of the most rural States that gets really cold. And now like you're saying, you got, you got these powerhouses in Texas where it doesn't matter how many rich people we have here. They've got a hundred more you know, hundred times more rich people. So the money they can throw it, that, that that's kind of the scary thing I see at Nebraska is that if Scott doesn't do it here, Scott's going to be fine. Um, but it's been 20 years. So, you know, if we decide to roll the dice with another coach, um, we don't know, you know, we, it, it, it's weird to think that Nebraska just isn't where it used to be, but 
how close are we right now? You know what I mean? With all the, the craziness going on, we still played all these ranked teams within a touchdown. You're just going, gosh, is that good coaching or bad coaching? I mean, did the coaching get us there? Is that the reason that we played them so close? Or, or you know, and I think it's good coaching. Is it good enough? I'm is not it, sure. Is but it? I is really, it? Go ahead, bud. Is it good coaching? You I don't start, know. Listen, you I'm start to, enough to know. When you, yeah, yeah, but you know about jumping off sides. Well, yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you that. right now, the reason I didn't start at Nebraska until my junior year was because uh, was I jumped off sides or I made a mistake. And then to see, to see it be so normal, you know, for Sean, it's just disheartening, you know, to see so many mistakes because that was my problem. That's why I couldn't see the field. I remember Tenneberg, you know, grabbing me and squeezing my arm and saying, Freddie, that redhead's not going to let you on the field if you if you jump off sides. Like we we only get sixty eighty plays, and we can't have ten of them be be penalties on the O line. It just it can't happen, or we lose. So yeah, I, I don't think uh, I don't think that aspect was where it needed to be. You know, I, I I will never be in those players' position. I'll never know what they had to go through. Um, but there were too many mistakes. Yeah, and. Uh, we got a new lineman or a new line coach. Um, I, you know, I can tell you, Tenneper wouldn't let me on the field making those mistakes. And, and the other thing I said to my old lineman buddies, and take it all with a grain of salt, because we were purely a running offense that threw the ball sometimes. And when we threw the ball, we did a lot of play action, so it looked like we were running the ball. So I, I got to be honest, pass blocking for that is easier than going to the Chiefs and pass blocking for a passing quarterback. Touché you know, 75% of the time. They know it's coming. They can tee off on it. With us, they could never really tee off on us. But with all that said, we didn't get blown up. And and, and guys, the 94, 95 teams, they were better. You know, they, they had bigger, stronger guys than us. They had a line that I don't think gave up a sack all year long. And, you know, we're giving up multiple sacks in a game. We got linemen that are getting blown up, you know, 10 yards in the backfield. You got tackles that... They're getting either blown up or ran around. And I'm not ripping on these kids at all, okay? I'm just saying that would not have worked when we were there. That level wouldn't have worked. And those levels of mistakes, the level of just getting worked over. But, if you you know, the guy that came in, Freddie Pollock, that, that came in was running a 5-4. And I think I lied and said I was benching 365 my freshman year coming in. I, I maybe was benching like 330. And the Freddy that left was running a four eight and benching over five hundred. There's there's a maturity that these players go through through the Husker program. I mean, Boyd Epley was one of the best weight coaches in the world. He took it to a scientific new level that other teams weren't taking it to, and was able to put fifty pounds in alignment, able to get their bench hundred pounds more than when they walked in the doors. And I'm sorry, but. I, you know, a guy running a four nine and, and benching five hundred is going to run through a kid benching three thirty and running a five four. We are we are in different levels. It's men playing with boys. So they have young guys starting on your own line at Nebraska. I don't love it because very few of them are physically able to come in day one. I mean, I couldn't even imagine coming in day one and playing against Christian Peter. I'm like I got to play him for eighty plays and beat that guy. You snatch your life out. Oh, yeah. I mean, or Trev Alberts. I mean, Trev, like I told you, I couldn't beat him one play in practice. And and I will tell you this, it's kind of a side note on all this. There was a day and two days when against Trev, when I'm just realized I couldn't even compete with this guy. And I was sitting in the cold tank thinking, Hey, should I, 
should I pack it up? Cause I'm really out of my league here. And uh, I had Rainmakers in there with me and he's like, what's your problem? We were the last two guys in the hot tub. And I said, you know, I don't even know if I belong here, man. I, I can't stop Trev one time, not even one time. Can I stop that guy? And Raymaker said, well, that's every starting tackle in the nation. So what makes you so gosh darn special? <laughs> and he didn't use those words. But um, it, it was kind of a slap in the face to me just saying, yeah, you got to go pay your dues. You got to get bigger, faster, stronger. And, uh, and all these guys did. So what? just, you know, I think we had a lot of young guys. I think we had a lot of guys that were getting moved around. I think we had a tight end. That Cam Jurgens came in as a tight end. He was good. He was aggressive. He was strong. I... I'm not really sure why he moved on. I don't know what you know about that, but we had good guys, but when you got too many young guys in the mix, you know, they're just not strong enough. They're not tough enough yet. Um, when you do find one or two, you know, the Lawrence Phillips of the world that can come in day one and do it, it's a diamond in the rough, especially in a great program. Hey, Freddie, let so. me ask you something. Who was the, who did you hate going against in practice the most? Uh, as a tackle, we didn't have to go against the big guys as much in the middle. I was basically against rush ends. Um, I hated going against Trev because it was my freshman year and he just saw me constantly. By my senior year, I didn't mind going against Winstrom, who was probably just as good, but I had gotten better. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you, uh, Jason Peter, um, I'd say he was even better than Christian. Um, Jason think so? was, he was bigger. I think, I thought he was as strong as Christian, but faster and meaner. Uh, I mean, well, I don't mean know. or the Christian? No, sir. Mean or the Christian, Freddie? Come on, man. Christian, you, Freddie, wake up, Freddie. No, <laughs> you're up. He's a he's a he's a psycho beast. I get Freddy, it, but he's also Christian. He was just he was like a big kid. Freddie, Christian, and his, no, there Freddy. were times when Christian would pull me aside and say something to me. I'm like, he's a good guy. You know what I mean? He. He, he just seems so He'd also rip your up, helmet but... off at practice. Oh, yeah, at practice he was an evil demon, and I hated him, and he did horrible things. But, <laughs> you know, there were, there were two or three minutes out of the day when he'd say something nice or not hurt you. I still got – I still have bad dreams about Christian beating me up. The first time I've ever been beat up by a white guy. He beat me. He beat me like I stole something on the football field. I've told this this story before, but I got in a goal line fight with him because he thought I I cut him, so he kicked me in the face as I was getting up. Okay, same thing. Go ahead. So I swung. We hit like two seconds, and then the black shirts, you know, just swarm and destroy you for for throwing a punch. And So uh, I'm getting up off the ground, and I'm looking at McBride's face as I'm walking to him. He's laughing. He loves when his pit bulls go off on us. And and, – it's right then, I think one of the – it was ah, Craig Bull says, Freddie. There he goes, Christian, you're out of here. I think he said, Christian, you're out of here. You're out of practice. And I watched uh, McBride's face go just from a big smile to pissed off, and I'm about three feet from his face, and he goes, who's that other fat guy? He's out of here too. <laughs> I was like, well, Coach, it's me, but we only got one tackle at the stage. I don't care. Get the hell out of here. So I'm walking to a locker room about 30 yards behind Christian, and, you know, when you're on the field, there's 100 people to break that up. But when you go to the locker room during practice, you probably got to fight to the death. So I'm pinching myself under the pads. I'm trying to get my adrenaline up. I'm getting as pissed off as I can because I'm just going to throw the first punch in the locker room and just keep swinging until he knocks me out. <laughs> and uh, and I walk in, and I'm puffing and puffing and puffing about 30 yards behind him. I walk in the locker room. He goes, what's your effing problem? I said, well, 
nothing. What's yours? And I'm ready right then. And he's like, we just got out of practice, dude. Why don't you chill out? <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, I'm over. literally ready to fight to the death right now. And he's just like, oh, good job, man. Give me like a high five. And, <laughs> um, Christian surprised me a lot of times. I was, I was really um, – he wasn't the guy I, I think that a lot of people thought he was. At all. You know? At all. No. Well, that's, he, that uh, was Lawrence Phillips, he, too. He, they, they're, they're, they're not the guy you think they are all the time because we know him from a different perspective. We know him from a uh-huh. different level. Christian Peter, not he, he beat me up, but he also told me, man, don't ever let nobody do you like that again. He also <laughs> helped me to be, you know, to, to, to get my, I, I would say, my man guy up a little bit so that, I would run through brick walls and I would beat other people up instead of getting beat up on the football field. Freddie, what, what, who do you, who's the best running back you play with? Or, I mean, just talking about in your career, entire career, who's the best running back? Jeez. I mean, <laughs> Lawrence Phillips, Amon Green. I mean, and, and I could name off 10 more. I mean, Clinton Child starts anywhere else. Damon Benning starts anywhere else. Um, you know, Amon Green was great when he played with us. He's one of them guys that just kept getting better, like a Rucker, like a Winstrom. You know, they, they took it up to that next level in the pros. So, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I've always loved him on. You know, he's that quiet guy, you know, the silent assassin. He doesn't talk much, but he brings the thunder every play. And and, and I, I just always liked him. He, I think I saw him at the last reunion, and he went and sat at a table with a guy that no one else was sitting with, and I, I don't know what that was about, but... Uh, we got to talking, and I praised him a little bit. And for, I don't know, about a minute, Amon just, you know, I wouldn't have done it without you, O'Lyman. You know, just really uh, humble, I guess, is the thing I love about Amon. But if I had to say who's the best, just pure best, guys, Lawrence Phillips was was a flash in the pan that, that should have been a bonfire. I mean, he he was so good. I was at the Rams with Vermeil, with Kurt Warner at pre season um that's my first team i went with so all the game film i watched from the, you know when we we're watching film it's all game film from the year prior and it's lawrence running and Vermeil was big on you know getting your team to believe in each other so he really wanted to talk up our current running backs and man there was no comparison lawrence is just we're watching these films and i'm like God, this, he just makes things happen he's like a like a deer running through a play school or something i mean he just he's a beast uh so i really I remember playing cards with Lawrence, uh, Matt Hoskinson, one of our linebackers, who I can't remember, uh, our freshman year during, I think, camp or whatever. And, and um, you know, he knew then he wasn't there for an education. That's kind of what he said to us. Uh, he just said I wouldn't be here long enough. And we all kind of laughed at him going, yeah, whatever, buddy. Uh, but Lawrence was special. He really was. And I, I wish things would have turned out different for him. Because kind of like everybody else, you know, you, to know him probably is to love him. You know, to you know, I remember Christian saying that about him. You know, to lo- know me is to love me. But all people see is what they read in the paper or what they hear from their friends. And, you know, Lawrence wasn't a bad guy. He just had a very different life than you and I and made some bad decisions. And what that stinks. It's all good. What was – and he's in a better place now. And, and, you know, we can remember the good times. And so that's – that's a, that's just a part of life at this point. But what was let me let me give you a, a little improv. Run the ball, do it now. Back up. <laughs> what are you doing, Fred? Stay on side. How big? Life was sure Coach... is tough for a boy named Sue. 
Are we talking about Young? Yes. <laughs> I was Coach yeah. Young, man. Hey, Coach Young recruited me. Um, I think uh, Tenover did like Oklahoma and Texas. I think Young did a lot of the local stuff. And, you know, I didn't know anything about recruiting, but I, he'd call like once a week and or however often it was. And um, for anybody who doesn't know Coach Young, he's passed away now, but he was a brilliant man. He was a math teacher, I think, at Westside, a really smart guy. But if you talked to him or heard him talk, you'd think it was Elmer Fudd. Um, I'm still really good friends with one of Dan's good friends, and we laugh about it all the time. He had a, you know, almost like a Rob Zadishka voice, you know, but he, uh, he yeah, and, and that was my recruiting call. I'd look at my mom and be like, I don't know who this guy is, but he uh, he just made me laugh every time I talked to him. But he was he was a really smart guy. And Coach Young, I probably had a closer relationship in the early years with than Coach Jennifer, and he recruited me. And I really, you know, you could see how smart he was, but he was just a funny man. And he always made us laugh. He could bring some levity to situations when he knew you were demoralized. He'd, he'd bring you back and make you giggle a little bit. I really miss Coach Young. He's a he's a good guy. I miss Coach Jennifer too. We lost both our online coaches uh, not too uh, not too long after we left. Yeah, and you know what, man? I, th- those guys helped me to be the guy I am today, and I am so grateful to be able to get to say that. Even though I played tight end, and Coach Brown was my coach, really, Coach Jennifer and Coach Young was my coach. Freddie, we got one more segment, man. Hopefully, Terrell Farley be here. If you want to stick around, we'd love to have you. I'm the captain. It's the ticket, 93.7. With Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Yeah, show me the money, Freddie. What do you know about showing me the money, Freddie? <laughs> well, I wish someone showed us the money twenty years ago. <laughs> Man, can, could you imagine if NIL was there twenty years ago? Oh my God, I wouldn't be eating ramen noodles right now. Golly, Freddie. Freddie, know, what, how much you weighing, Freddie? How much marinara, you weighing these days? Like the rich folk. How much you weighing now? I'm about three hundred right now. Still playing weight. Yeah, I got pretty fat for a while and uh, had to get down here. Yeah, I, I'm feeling the fatness right now, man. I, I've been trying to get back in shape because uh, people are telling me, you know, uh, you got your old man on. Are you getting your old man on? Meaning now that you're an older guy, am I being lazy? And so I'm just trying to do the little things, man, get the sit-ups and push-ups, the little you things. You know, Adam, Adam Jilch called me. And got me involved in, in a little like workout challenge with him, and um, and it, it actually was the thing I think that really sprung me and, and kind of got me dropping some weight again. And um, and I think he ended up dropping. You know, if you look at Adam Jolt, he's looks like a stick. He looks like a skinny basketball player now, and I think he had gotten up there pretty far too. Which I think a lot of linemen, you know, you go from eating a ton of calories to nothing, and boom, well, all of us actually, but. Especially as fat guys, we're used to overeating every day. Now we got to try to eat normal. 
I know, right? So, listen, Honda Lincoln Hotline, 464-5685. If you got any questions for myself or Freddie, Sauter Heyman text line, 464-5685. Send us your text now while we wait on Terrell Farley. He's a little late. What do you what do you what do you how 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 good was Terrell Farley, Freddie? <laughs> he was he was I, I'll never know how good. I mean, he was just incredible. He's there's one of them guys that can just find the ball, but I'll never know how great he was. I've, I've heard guys say, coach doesn't even care if he makes a mistake because he still makes the play. Like he's just one of those guys that he, that ball is a magnet and he is just a heat seeking missile towards it. He just played outside his shoes. One of them, he, you know, I mean, we all were looking at him. We're like, God, he, He's not as fast as a DB. He's not as big as a linebacker, but he's just there all the time. Uh, he really was a great player. He's probably one of the top, I'd say, five on the team, and a team that just had incredible players, you know. Of a team full of playmakers. I mean, you, you think he always tries to kid me, and I can't wait to get him in here. That's why I've been doing some push-ups, just in case he want to come in here and throw down. We'll tear up the, the spot. You know what I'm saying? But he is – he says he scored more touchdowns in his career than he did in mine, than I did in mine. And, you know, I smacking him. I still beat you even if it was only by one. I still beat you, Terrell. And so uh, the one thing I know about Terrell, man, was you talk about a guy who not only had a knack for the ball, but like you said, he just had a knack that you'd look at him, you'd be like unassuming. Then we turn on the lights. He's all over the place. Just Tasmanian double, but I mean, he, but not just crazy. He he went to the ball like he, oh, he just he just a playmaker. I mean, bottom line, just a playmaker. How no matter what happens, he's going to get there. You know, how important is that to have a playmaker on defense? Oh, I think it's huge. One of the one of the a player that maybe didn't remind me directly of of, of Terrell, but I played against his win, um, that win. I want to say out of out of Texas A and M. That that win. I, that went, yeah, and then he actually, I think he was with me at the Rams, and he was an undersized guy for a linebacker, you know, but he was, he was like a Terrell, just in that he always was at the ball, and I remember, Rashawn, I remember thumping this guy, like knocking him, decleating him, hitting him high, his feet going in the air, his back hitting the ground, I mean, just about killed this guy, and I'm going to tell you, I think he just bounced off the ground and kept running full speed. He, he, I, there's nothing I could do to that win to stop him. And, and I would crush him. I would blow him up and he'd still make the play. And I would say that's a trail. You know, there's just, there's certain guys that they see the field better than the rest of us. You know what I mean? When the rest of us are, are focused on our five square feet, Terrell's seeing from, your, you know, from the end zone to the end zone, from yard, from the sideline to sideline, he's seeing it all. And almost like a quarterback, I would say he just, sees the bigger picture and, and makes some incredible plays. Right. Sauter Heyman text line is 402-464-5685. We're going to go to it right now. Kelsey, the Mississippi mud dog, says, how good was Joe Wilkes on the O-line, Freddie? Joe Wilkes is probably the least, um, the person that you would hear the least of. You know, I think part of that is he's like a fireman up in Oregon or something now, so he's not around here to, to be in a bunch of stuff, but – Joe Wilkes was kind of like a true. I think you know they had to eat a, a gallon of lard every day just to keep it 280, um, in, in a, on a line where you know guys were comfortably above 300. So he was probably one of the more undersized guys, and I think it made him mean because he was a quiet, quiet guy. But man, he was just a mean, mean little guy compared to all the rest of them. He wasn't the smallest guy in that line, but. I think he was just meaner than hell. Freddie, touch on that a little bit because I think sometimes people think. 
that all the black shirts were so mean and blah, 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 blah. But when you look at you guys as offensive linemen, how mean did you have to get to be to, to, to lead the country on multiple occasions to over 400 yards rushing? I don't know if we were meaner than the defense, but I remember after I hurt the second defensive line defensive end for Kansas, I remember running over past the sideline and the coach was right there and I just had to look at him. I stopped. I said, why don't you send me another fresh, fresh piece of meat? Because I just broke your other two. Oh, <laughs> His coach just looked at me all wide-eyed. It was one of my little smart-ass, smart-aleck remarks. But um, we were mean. You know, I, if you watch me and Coach Denver would always give me credits on the backside of the play, I loved to cut player, the player I was against. And I didn't do it because it blew him off the line or it totally devastated him. I, I used to cut guys in the knees because it hurt them. And I wanted them afraid I was going to take their knees out every single play. It was legal. I was, wasn't doing anything wrong, but I liked hitting guys in the knees. I loved going low on them because nothing slows a D lineman down than worrying about his knees. Okay. So, um, so never trying to go ahead, you know, go ahead. in someone's career, but I'm not going to be nice and I'm not going to try to protect you. If you're going against me, I'm coming, coming to hurt you. Okay. So we go back to the, to the side of Hammond text line, Jay and Lincoln, Jay, we, we, yeah, we were younger than big Christian Okoye. Okoye was gone when we both got to – by the time we got to Kansas City, he was out of Oh, I love Christian – I didn't have a whole lot of idols, but being a big guy and running the ball, I actually went to, a, I think, a, a Bill Moss, which is Kansas City Chiefs camp, because I loved Okoye. I, I thought Okoye was just – he's a big guy that could move, you know? Sorry. So, hey, listen, man, I, I want to uh, introduce this guy, uh, one of the best linebackers to put the pads on, one of the – the uh, a great great friend of mine. I'm I'm glad he's in the city. Um, Terrell Farley just walked in the building. Freddie. Oh. <laughs> Terrell, so what's what since we got slow you motion. right since Speaking we smoke from behind him <laughs> since we got you on Terrell. What's up, man? Hey, how y'all doing, man? Come on, man. What's what? Talk to me. Yeah. Now you got the microphone. You got all that stuff to say on Facebook. Now you coming here. Hey, 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 hey. How y'all doing? Oh, you know I can saying? talk. It, it, so it. I, I, well, 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 let's just put the let's just put it on the table now. The red shirts are better than the black shirts. No. Put it on the table. Tell the truth. What red shirts? The offense. Yes. This year. Yes. Uh, probably at the end of the season. I, 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 I mean, at the beginning, the defense probably held his own towards the end of the season. Then that, that at the tail end of the season, I think the offense kind of caught a little spark and the defense kind of relaxed a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm actually talking about us. Oh Blacks. no, never. Yeah, never. that's the black shirts run it all day. Tell the truth, man. Come on, man. You gotta. Come on, VJ. Hey, Freddie, what is this dude talking about, Freddie? You come on. And Who's Fred, better, Freddie? And Fred ought to know, man. He ought to know, man. He, Who's better, Freddie? And he and he ought to. He should know. Who's better, Freddie? Man, run it over. The reality over. is, like our freshman year, we do some one-on-one stuff and two-on-two stuff. But by the time we were seniors, they were having like our our threes and fours run against our our black shirts just because. You know, they didn't want him looking stupid. Yeah, we was running through y'all. Oh man, that's nothing. We was running man. through that's, y'all, right? I, I don't. I can't believe Freddie would get on live radio like this to tell that <laughs> feel. I mean, I, I still remember. Hey, we try to stick Bro, together. I, uh, it was threes and fours running against ones. We did it every day. Yeah, y'all I'm wasn't telling you, that's 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 about scout team, man. That's. I mean, that was like a 
a demo, man. We was, that was like a wrestling match for us. We was just dominating y'all. I mean, it was – y'all had one hero, and, and that was Jock Allen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, do, hey, what do you remember just about practice when you – actually, let's, let's back up, Terrell. What happened – how did you get to Nebraska? Uh, well, I was in junior college at Independent Kansas, and and Turner Gill, I guess he came and seen me, and and the, it's kind of the rest of history. I watched a little bit of Nebraska from, you know, when we wasn't playing, just because of the area of football, the region they showed, and I kind of, I I wasn't really interested at first about Nebraska. I just really wanted to play football. It didn't matter where I went. It just, I just wanted to play football and. Then one day it just happened, and and it, it, it and I still, you know, I wouldn't take anything back. I still would come to Nebraska, if, if even if it was the day, you know, it was just it's just the love I have for Nebraska and, and and the people that was around us, you know, not now, but the people we had us like Freddie, you know, we all still good friends, you know. This is over twenty five years of yeah. you know, of teammates and friendships that you know that. You, you never know if, if if other colleges like us have that bond like we have that bond. I mean, I would imagine they do, but but Terrell, talk about, you know, I don't think people really understand how good you were when we talk about not just linebacker, but you bragged about being have scoring more touchdowns than me. Now let's just get let's just get it on the table now. Yeah. How many man. touchdowns did you have? If I can recall, probably four or five. Is it four or is it five? Uh, well, I can count a safety, so you can count that. As no, five. I ain't count you know? that. No, that, so, don't, that, <laughs> that, that don't count. You hey, can, it's two points. So, hey, it's, it's, a, uh, hey, it's two points. But it doesn't count. Touchdowns is what the Not word is. Not in your is. book, but in my book. Yeah, but, right. but listen, you said touchdowns. Okay, but how many how many defensive players you know that's going to really come in and, and score four touch four or five touchdowns in, in a two year period, bro? You know what I'm saying? If I if I, if I was here four years, I would have put up numbers that nobody probably would ever. You touch. think you would have played as a freshman? I I don't know. I mean, is 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 I don't know. I, is that that wasn't even me coming in right away and playing wasn't in my in my uh, plans. It was just trying to make. You know, contribute to the team. So, if if it would have went right and I could have played as a freshman, hey, I, I would have tried. I mean, competition is just competition. You know, that's all what it is. It's just you trying to beat out that person in front of you. How about them Bulldogs? The Bulldogs, they, they did what they had to do. They hold on. Hold that story because I got some questions. We got to go pay some bills. Sauter Heyman text line. If you got any questions for Fred, you got any questions for Terrell Farley, hit us up right now while you can. I'm the captain. It's the ticket. 93.7. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Yes, it is me. It is I. I am with a couple of guys, a couple of champions. Freddie, you still there? Yes, I am. Godly, Freddie's still hanging on. Hey, did you ever did you ever get a chance to even block Terrell Farley? Was he go, he so far yes, he, past? Yes, you? he did. Yes, he did. He, he got a hold of you? No. 
That's what I said. That's what I said. Did he even get a he, test, he, or were you a he blur? Was one of my victims. He was a victim. Oh man, big time, <laughs> big time. One of my victims. Talk about it. Oh man, Freddie was one of those guys that they had to run the play over. Oh, run it again. And you got the same thing every time. Dang. <laughs> was he just that? I mean, I mean, was he just that fast? I mean, Freddie Freddie, Freddie, get your got hands a, on him? Freddie got a hold of me. Probably he he got me a couple of times, and, and he tried he tried to punish me. See, and that's the thing though. If they get a hold of me, they they I give him a free pass. A lot of people don't know <laughs> Freddie. Just just so you know, me and Terrell, because you know I was nasty. We was nasty back then, Fred. And mm-hmm. I took it out on those guys when I got a chance. Because the, the way the black shirts did me for two years, I had to give it back when I got a chance to get the licks back. And so when I got a chance, when we were going one against one or two, and I got a chance to hit one of these starting dudes, man, believe me, I would. But everybody but Terrell, how in the world did we work out that gentleman's agreement that we wouldn't – I wouldn't cut you if I did get my hands on it. We That was a straight brother-in-law deal. Yeah, yeah, we we made a we made a, a great pat that like, hey, look, don't embarrass me, and I'm not gonna embarrass you. It was it and it was friendly because we would probably just grab each other and just hold each other right there, and right, just, and just talk. You know, it it was a friendly war. I mean, but it was fun because we knew we. I mean, we probably knew what would happen to each other. If we went full blow at each other. You know, it somebody could have got hurt. Yeah, it was great wars out there, man. It was it was it was great fights and great wars. You know. <laughs> That's what it was. That's and that what makes the team better, you know. I think you know if if the way we did with ones on ones, man, it was that was history. That was history. <laughs> I mean, especially when you can't run but four plays out of sixteen plays trip. We only did four plays one time. Yeah, one against one goal line. Yeah, and that was it. It was fights everywhere, and, and I mean live too, yeah. live action. It wasn't no. Oh, we're going to go half speed or we're going to tag off. No, it was live action. Everything goes. I even think the quarterbacks were live during oh, goal line. Oh, it was. And, 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 All I think, bets are and I think that what makes one thing about these kids these days, that they're not hitting like we hit. You know, they are. They wear heart monitors. They wear everything. <laughs> they The measure, their heart rate. Where, where's the football at? You know, this is the thing that concerns me. We're not, we're not, we're not stepping up to the plate and playing with the big heart. And I don't know if can is it? Well, both of you guys answer this question: Can you play major football and play at a high level without having a, without having a big heart? Oh yeah, I, I would say you can if you got a lot of talent. <laughs> yeah, but, but can uh, you really win? I, is it infectious? Does it does it help the team if you have a small heart? You can be the best guy, but if People with little small hearts, they they get a little owie, and then they don't want to go in the game. They get a little AB, a little Antonio Brownish, and then they don't even want to go in the game. It, it, either you're hurt or you're injured. But I'm just saying, heart to me, give me a guy that's not as talented. Hard work be talented when talent don't work hard. So give me that guy. Now, would I compare that to a Terrell Farley? Absolutely not. But a guy like myself who had to work, to get there, bro, I had to give it everything I had and then some. So I just, I don't know. I just I went on a tangent, but I look at heart. Hey, I got a couple things from the Soderhamen text line. Uh, Dusty says, and Dusty, I, I don't even know why you asked this question. Dusty says, what up, fellas? Who could bench and squat the most between you three? Oh, man, you count me out. What is he one. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we lose, Dusty. 
Freddie, at the end of your career, I think you already touched on it. What was you benching and squatting? I was well over five on the bench, and, and the only reason I ever got there was I watched Stai and Zadishka do it, and like they were just doing it every day, and, and my goal was to get over five. And then uh, I remember squatting. We were going real heavy once, and I, I couldn't even tell you what my max was because I think I saw – God, who was it? It was either what, – what, it was a lineman, and I, I don't know if it was the guy from Springfield, um, Brandon, Brendan. can't think of his name right now, but – I watched a couple of linemen. I watched their back shift, uh, and they got hurt pretty bad squatting heavy one day. I think it might have only been the one there, but um, after that, I didn't throw 800 pounds on a bar anymore just because I didn't want to blow my back out either. But we used to go pretty heavy on the bench and squat, and especially that hip sled, too. I used to like that thing. You get that thing over like You don't even pounds. see the hip sled anymore. No one you, does it, but I liked it. So you didn't have to carry all that weight on my back. They got to go back to the old school and start doing that, the hip sleds, and come get back on the you know the the dumbbell weights and and stuff like that, and and get out of all the mechanical stuff that makes you think you're lifting, but you're really not because you you're, you're not moving. To me, kinetically, you're not moving with the things that uh, uh, you're going to be using during a game. Uh, Bought Tanner's Tiller said heart equals. Danny Woodhead. You know who that is, Terrell? Yeah, that's the kid from somewhere out somewhere west of Nebraska. Yeah. I can't remember exactly where. Yeah, play at, yeah. Where did he play at? Why did he play at? I don't remember where he played his college ball, but he played in the NFL for a long time. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. They love him. And they, I think we said he was too small. And and what I, my, my point, you know, to, to Balt Tanner's Tiller, to, to your point, is Hart, Danny Woodhead was only about 5'3", 165 pounds, but he had the heart of a lion, and he probably played like he was 6'1", 230. So uh, I really appreciate it. Hey, when we get back, we're going to talk. We're gonna touch on, and I know, Freddie, me and you touched on it, but I want to touch on it with Terrell. NIL transfer portal. Is it helpful or hurtful? 93.7 The Ticket. I'm the captain for Sean Jackson. Be right back. This is 937 the ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn will get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, for Sean Jackson. Ah, yeah. What you know about that? Yeah, yeah. Part time lover. Freddie, you know this song? <laughs> yes, I do. Wow, Freddie. That just shows you your, your music catalog is deep. Terrell, you know that song? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. So, listen, I was going to talk NIL, I was going to talk Transfer Portal. But something crossed my phone again today, and it was talking about Bill Moose giving Fred Hoiberg millions, even though his record his record said something otherwise. We'll start with you, Freddie. Did you hear I about am all that for first? Anybody named Fred making a lot of money? 
and based just solely on that, I am uh, I'm for it, man. And if Fred wants to share some of that money with some other Freds, I'm all for that too. <laughs> okay, so real big money, big meal tickets on the table. You've had a losing losing season three three or four straight seasons in a row, and you get a five million dollar raise, and you get a guarantee and all that stuff. What do you think? I didn't know we had a basketball team. Oh, dang. Not a men's team. Look, I know the women are playing great. The women are great. But Nebraska men basketball, oh, my God. It's it's non-existent. I haven't even went to a game, and they tell me. It's just reading about it on Facebook. It's just sad. Sad state of affairs in Husker country, man. We got to get this thing worked out. Hey, we're going to go to the Soderhamen text line. Jim says, Danny Woodhead played for Shadron State. He did. He was the all-time uh, college football leader in rushing yards across all divisions when he left. I think he had over 10,000 yards. He had a lot of yards. Left college football. And I do believe he also won a Super Bowl as well with uh, the Patriots. With the Patriots, Rico. Um, Anonymous says, Tommy's going to clown and Terrell's going to get around. The famous rap. <laughs> The famous rap, and that was the best thing I ever did right there. That was fun. That was a fun night. That was a fun, that was night. A fun night. And that was us getting ready to play Florida. What day was that? The day up, day before the game. Day before the game. Yes. You didn't Is that when the Florida train was going to run us over? Oh, yeah, like when they had too much speed for us. We were sl- we were slow those guys country standing boys. there before the game, giving us the choo choo and telling yeah. us the train's coming. Yeah, we choo chooed them. They just don't know it. Yeah, they was doing that stupid choo choo <laughs> oh, train. Yeah, huh? so choo chooing because that's what we was doing at the end of the game. We was choo chooing. <laughs> the Husker the Husker train was on the tracks. <laughs> Coach Tenver said that he rode down with their defensive coordinator in the little cart from the press box, and he said uh, not one word was spoken until the end. And the guy he looked at him and said, "Hey." Thanks for causing my causing me to lose my job, kind of joking, <laughs> jokingly. But that's the only thing he said to Tenniper after the game. How fun was that? How fun was that, Terrell, to to play in that game? Uh, it was it was fun. It was it was fun. It, it was it was intense for me. Um, it was the big game. It was the the give it all you got, and that's what we did. We went out there and we dominated. We played true Nebraska football, you know. We got it off. We got after them from the get go. What What was it about that team in particular, that defense, that set you guys apart? Because listen, without the ninety five defense, would have been in trouble. But what set you guys apart from everybody else in the country, only giving up seventy nine yards of total offense? I mean, it was or rushing. It was eleven guys who who wanted to play with each other and the other 18 guys we probably have, the other black shirts, we could combine, we could put any kind of formula together and and, and go at any team, which is breaking it down to take somebody out to put Jamel in to come in and, and, and help on pass. The defensive line was great. Never got too many people used to block me. So it was just a combination of a lot on that defense. It was great speed at linebackers, great Defensive backs, great D, D lineman. I mean, just eleven. What what if, when you look at Freddie? You can chime in too. But when you look at, we'll start with you, Terrell. When you look at the state of Nebraska football now, what do you see? I see 
you know, I see some great kids out there. You know, I see, I see just the potential of us trying to make it back to elite stage of college football. But at the same time, we have a long way to go. I mean, we're behind just in the Big Ten. Not, you know, just trying to say that we're behind nationally is is is, is we way off. And it starts with working out, recruiting, and you know, keeping kids here, and you know, it's just and just everybody got to do a better job. Coaches, players, administration, fans, the whole state. What do you, Freddie? What do you think about the new hires? Oh, you know, I, I'm kind of a loyal guy. You know, I know Held left, and I, I was hoping when Held and Frost came together that that was something that was gonna last a long time um you had to do something i mean that like i said the old line was uh that's just a lot of mistakes and and that's coming from a guy who who made a lot of mistakes and you know that's what kept me from the field before anything really so i mean between the mistakes um <clears throat> the atmosphere i mean this is not coach osborne trying to beat seven other teams in the big eight and trying to win with a, a nine win season and a couple of pansies early on in the season this is the Big Ten, which got a lot more than 10 teams, and a lot of them are doing really well. And we're up against this NIL thing. We're up against the transfer portal. This is just a different environment, and it's a much faster-changing environment, and it will continue to change. It will be something totally different, I think, in three years than it is right now. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I'm not as uh, not as negative on everything because to play so many ranked teams within a touchdown, I mean, it makes you want to vomit. It makes you pissed off. It makes you sick makes you question your coaches but once again did those coaches get us to that level or was it a problem with the coaching that meant we didn't lose the games or was the coaching so darn good that we were in every one of those games I don't know I'm not there and I think we can all agree that when we were there nobody knew anything compared to us I mean people would talk about it all the time and and people just didn't really know what was going on because they weren't with it every day. So, sorry, it's a long answer. I just I don't think we're that far off. I, I have a lot of respect for for Frost. I think he's a guy that when you can see the field as a national championship quarterback and then go see it again as a defensive back in the pros, you see the field in a different way than most people do. And I know that doesn't make you a great coach, but he's relatively young. He's had a lot of success. He's going to do well, whether it's here or somewhere else. I think he's going to have a lot of success. I just hope. I hope he. Uh, I hope he gets the numbers he needs next year. I hope we have the patience for him because I do think he. It's it's good to have a Nebraska guy here. I think a lot of the heart in Nebraska has a lot to do with the local kids. I want to say uh, Christian used to say that. You know, it ain't it ain't us that makes this team hard. It's these guys that will practice and get beat on for five years and never see the field. You know, those are the toughest guys out there. They're getting no praise for any of this, but they're taking a thumping, and a lot of those are just Nebraska boys that want to be a part of it. Terrell, what what's one thing that our boys can do different to be successful? Oh man, that's a hard one. You know, one um, thing. There's a lot of things, but. Uh, Just play the fourth quarter, man. It's, that's my only concern with this team is the fourth quarter. I mean, we 
you got to live for the fourth quarter. I mean, that that's a do or die quarter. I mean, the last and, – and, and mistake-wise, you can't make mistakes like that in the fourth quarter. I mean, fourth quarter is a fighting quarter. You got to – you got to give it all out, and I think that we gave up at the end in a couple of games, and that we should have won. And 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 sometimes you say, "Oh, well, that's how football goes," but no, it goes how you play it. You know, you got to practice for the fourth quarter. I don't know if we practice for the fourth quarter, but we got to play better in the fourth quarter. Is that attested to coaching or or players not focusing? I would say players not focusing. I mean, just stupid penalties and and just you know lack of concentration. You know, it's just, I, I, you can't put the game on. You can't put the blame on the coaches. They're not out there. They gave you this game plan all week. So at the end of the week, it's your job to go out there and, and execute and get the plays right and get them done. So I would not put the blame on the coaches. I put it probably seventy five percent of that is on the players because they're the ones out there playing. They're the ones ready, supposed to be ready for the game. How much money would you guys require if you played in this age of the NIL? Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I won't play for under $10 million, Vershawn. Period. Uh, that, hey, hey look, Fred, I, you're I, fired. I, I, look, I'm with Freddie, about $10 million. Man, y'all stop For <laughs> four years? See, that, see, see, hey, Nick, here, here it is right here. This is why the NIL, the NIL is going to get out of hand, and people because okay, people okay. they're going to want more and I would more. Want, I would and want more. Twenty five thousand a game. A game. <laughs> a game. I, that's well, fair. That's if fair. Terrell was worth twenty five thousand. I'm worth at least twenty five hundred a game. No, I'm just saying that's. <laughs> I mean, are these kids getting this money like every month? So some kids are probably getting ten thousand a month, twelve months. That's hundred and what? Hundred twenty thousand. Okay, so what do you? That's about right. Come on, man. Nothing wrong with I that. I want at least five hundred. I just think they listen. Could you imagine though? And, and you guys, we all play together. Could you imagine if they put five thousand up a year, right, into a, some type of trust that we couldn't touch until we turned fifty? You know how much money would be in that thing right now? Oh, yeah, man. I have four years what? left. What? That's what yeah. I'm saying. We all at the yeah. end of the road to getting our work. money. That offensive linemen have heart attacks at like 50. No. I never see it. No, you're going to make it there. for Freddie, you got a lot of time left, buddy. You took creatine. three years. You took creatine. Anybody who took creatine is going to live to be 80. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Ellis. And Susta Cow. You made us bulletproof. Yeah, it's just the cow. Yeah, the, the vanilla one. Yeah. I like them both, man. Yeah. Anytime I can get me my hands on some Sesta cow. Do you even know what Sesta cow is, Nick? Freddie, what? Can you tell Nick what Sesta cow is? Wasn't that that Kool-Aid we had? No, that no, was, was the, the little chocolate, chocolate shake. Little chocolate shake. Yeah, the little, little protein shake vanilla. in a can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't remember I mean, those? Those little, those little blenders we used to have at the training table. We could make a shake every day. That was awesome. Man. Andrew says, actually, let's go back up to, to, to Bart Tanner's Tiller. My favorite quote is not where I've been, it's where I'm going, fat boy. Hmm. I, who, who made that quote, uh, Tanner? I like that, but who's – I remember that, but I don't know who did that, though, Tanner. Help old man out. Bryce says, I'll never understand the lack of accountability athletes, athletes today have. 
How can you blame the coaches for lack of execution in crunch time? Seems like a common, a common, I guess, team theme of passing the buck in today's world. Oh, you know what? And, and here's the thing. I'm going to be the big softy right here, but I just feel so bad for these kids too. I mean, cause you know, some of them are working just as hard as we did and, and they've got to go through this time when, you know, things are as bleak as they've ever seen, you know, where we're, it's got to be tough on them because I guarantee you there's, you know, half them kids are working just as hard as any of our guys, if not more of them. And uh, it's just a different deal. I mean, the, the Camelot we had for so many years under Coach Osborne is, is so unattainable to almost every program in the nation. But it's what we want. It's what we're used to. It's, it's what everybody wants to get back to. Freddie, do you think, do you really and truly think that they're working hard as we worked back then? Seriously. <clears throat> I, I know, know you're being here. I, I never want to talk trash. I'm not them. asking you. I'm not asking doing. you to talk trash, but the the proof is in the pudding on game day. And Rashawn, on, you don't win the game with a speech at halftime, and you don't win the game with a great game plan. Those things can help, but you win the game the 365 days before the game, and the 700 and some before that, and you you win the game by preparation, and you can't do that in five minutes or in a week. You, you can't do it with a speech at halftime. Like, these guys have to work their butts off for the next year just to have a shot to do better next year. So, I mean, I'm, they can have a great workout here or there. They can squat this or that. But either these guys are making themselves puke all summer while they're running, like we did, or they're not. And only they know how hard they're pushing themselves. So, I wish them the best. And I, I really I hope Scotty has more success here than he's had. Um. And I think he will. I, I'm still on in, in his corner. Yeah, I, I, I think I, he's I, just fighting a bigger uphill battle now. You know, once you kind of announce the issue and say he's got a year, it's tougher for him. It just makes that that a little bit harder. Not saying he can't do it, but but but, but Freddie just though, another pressure, hay on the camel's back. Pressure, and I get it. But at the end of the day, you know, when you start getting them M's behind your salary, you you are you supposed to, you got you have to return the favor on those M's because most of the times, especially at Nebraska, when you go seven and seven, the whole world is in the uproar, but start going three and nine and four and five. So we've got to get it turned around. I I'm with you. I think frost can get it turned around. I think with the additions of in the coaching staff that he's brought, I think he can get it turned around. I think he's got to kind of take his hands off, let the guys work for him, let them guys work for him. Let them guys do uh, the thing that they're getting paid to do, and that's coach, you know, offensive coordinator in Whipple, uh, receivers coach, assistant head coach in Mickey Joseph, offensive line coach in Donovan uh, Rayola, and and uh, and all the other coaches that we we hired. Um, Terrell, best running back you ever played against? High school, college, period. Oh man. It's not a hard question. Tell you the truth. You still, you still, you, I, you ain't answered. Uh, Lawrence Phillips. Dang. Why not? <laughs> hey, mean, we like seven, seven out of seven. I mean, uh, if you had to practice against him, then you know. No, then why. you know why. You know, it, it, that's like <laughs> tackling a grown man against some little kids. I mean, especially one time in the pavilion. I mean, I could have hit Lawrence several times, but. I didn't want that problem. 
<laughs> I don't think my body wanted that problem. No. I didn't want that problem. Right. But, you know, yeah, true, once I said, um, yeah, the best running back probably ever come through the University of Nebraska, you got people who would say different, but you wouldn't know it until you practiced with, against them or played against them or, or took that hit against them. So, you know. That's the consensus. Aaron Graham, same thing. Everybody, same thing. Freddie Pollock, same thing. I mean, there's just so many people that think that 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 same, 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 same team. Um, when we talk about physicality, how important? Well, let me just let me rephrase this question: Do the teams today look as physical as we looked yesteryear? Now, Georgia well, – You used to be able to take people's heads off, and it was part of the game. I mean, you could you could spear someone in the head and send their helmet 30 feet, and that was part of the game. It's not part of the game anymore. So I'd say definitely a lot more physicality back when we played. So how do you how, how do you explain the Alabamas, the Georgias, who, if you watch that game, they I mean, it was pretty physical, wasn't it? Fourth quarter, I mean, it was, it was decided in the fourth quarter, but it, it was really decided in the trenches on who wanted it more. How how does uh, Florida or not Florida, but how does Georgia and Alabama stay relevant by still being physical? They're cheating for Sean. Oh dang! They're all cheating. The SEC's been cheating for a long time though. Yep. But now they don't have to cheat anymore. They can they can show everybody the money. Can, can I get show me the give me the money money song? Man, come on, man. Thrill, come on, help us, help us out right here. Well, you gotta understand, man. Alabama and Georgia's on a different level. I mean, this is that's big time football. We gotta get to where they're they're at. We gotta play like they play. We gotta get the players like they're getting. How do we do that? Shoot, and it, it, money. money, 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 money. I mean, all the big time donors, all the millionaires and billionaires we got in Nebraska. We gotta give up something to get these kids to come here. You're not gonna get them being three and nine just by being three and nine. You gotta convince them. You gotta, you gotta get that money to them. Texas A&M gave out twenty eight point three million to thirty million dollars for their top rate recruiting class. When we come back, we'll touch on that. We'll see what uh, a couple other people have to say about that and more when we come back. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Yeah. So I know about this. You know this song, Terrell? You know that? Freddie, you know that? You know what? This song. <laughs> Isn't this the one from the last break? Was that the last one? Oh, yeah. No, no, it is. Come on, man. Here she comes. Watch out, boy. Yeah. Hey, see, Freddie was from that era, man, where you had to watch MTV. You didn't have no choice. You had to get a whole big dose of the Hauling Oats. This is outside playing in Georgia. Coach Osborne gave us with the uh, venereal diseases every year, isn't it? Hey, Anonymous says, BJ, Simple said, Trev Alberts wants to be the most physical team in the Midwest. Why can't we go back to choosing violence as our calling card instead of sleight of hand? Now, listen, I don't like 
I wouldn't say violence. Oh, well, I know you're talking about violence on the football field, so I agree with you. You do have to play violent. You have to run violent. You have to hit violent. Uh, I can't necessarily answer that question. Until we answer that question and change uh, the way we think, the way we do things, we will always be – we will not be the most physical team in the Midwest. Freddie, Freddie, what are you doing these days, man? What's going on in your world? I'm an EMT and a fireman for Omaha. How you like that? You running in the burning buildings? Yeah, I'm on a ladder truck with uh, with three great guys. Uh, one of the guys came into the department with me, and uh, he's becoming a paramedic right now. My captain's a paramedic, and I got a driver who uh, he's really good. He's uh, our guys go up on the roof and cut the holes and look for people inside. So, like, what's your um, specific part? What do you do? Like, I always think about firemen. You know, I know you guys fight fires, but everybody's got a deal to do, right? Yeah, and, and what I would first thing I'd say to people who don't much well what we do is that um, when you call nine one one for medical, about eighty percent of what we do is medical calls. So even though we're all firemen, we're we're also all either EMTs or paramedics. So eighty percent of what I do is just medical calls. You know, it can be well whatever you call nine one one for. It can be anything. But as far as you know, handling actual fires, um, I'm on a ladder truck, which means we got a big hundred foot ladder, so we can get up on top of roofs um, when you're in a fire. Sometimes it's important to. Uh, to clear it out, get the, the dark smoke out of there so that people can see. And, and are, uh, are you on that ladder? They got 300 pounds going up there on that ladder? Those are big ladders, though. And hopefully, Are you on that we, ladder, we Freddie? What'd you say? Are you on the ladder? Well, I'm I'm more of the kick the door in and go look for people. But okay. uh, <laughs> if we go right. to an apartment, then, yeah, I'll be up on the ladder up somewhere. Hey, Kool-Aid! <laughs> doom, 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 doom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little better at kicking the doors down and running through rooms than I am climbing up on the roof, but we do them both. Well, I would love to see that. Terrell, what are you doing these days? Oh, well, uh, I was working in concrete commercial. Uh, right now I'm um, back to managing a cleaning, cleaning company, uh, commercial buildings. Uh, if you want your building clean, call Terrell. Yeah, Smith Care being, uh, Building Services. If you want your building clean, call Smith Care. What? Building Services. Building Services. Terrell, come in and get your stuff ready for the next day. He'd be in and out. You won't even know. Like he used to be in and out of them holes. You didn't even know. I turn on the film now, Terrell, and be wondering, where is this dude coming from? It's like Nightcrawler. Poof, poof, poof. Flash poof, Gordon. Poof, you know, poof. Flash. <laughs> you know, I just... The best, poof, the best poof, thing to do poof. right now is just talk to the lineman right before the play snap. Poof, just poof. keep talking to him. Say, hey, man, you know, pow. Then you, the, the, you're gone. And they're just looking up, lost. Okay, so I got to ask this question because Freddie, Freddie, Freddie made note to this. I've said something to you before. You, you've, you've answered me in a way. So now I got you on the air. I'm going to ask you again. Because for us on the offensive side of the ball, we always thought like everybody had something. They were running the play on defense except for Terrell Farley. Terrell Farley was out there doing whatever Terrell Farley wanted to do. If you felt like they, that the ball was coming this way, you'd walk up to the line. If you felt like it was going this way, you would jump and go. Now, were you acting on your own accord or were you running the play? I was running the play, man. I'm very – coachable player man I, I line up in the right holes that my coach tell me to line up in that's what we did we fooled a lot you know and and half of the time I'm, I'm really blitzing 
And you know, if I was in and, and and the thing was, most of my interceptions came from the running back staying in the backfield to block, and I was just like a ghost, like a like like a, a just shadowing the quarterback, just seeing where he was gonna go. I could have came in and blitz, but most of the time I just stopped and just watched, just watched and and seen it. It just popped up right there. Yeah, so so basically, what you're telling me is that you just knew what the heck you was doing. Yeah, and I just, you I, made it look so good that people thought you did. Yeah, they, they thought I was just Superman. You Man, know? It, listen, it, you know it's 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 easy to do. You sure you have an S on your chest underneath there, underneath your pads? You didn't have the Superman. No, nah, oh no. I was it was it, it was just good football instincts and with great coaching. Coach McBride put us in a position to I think it was the wheel position cuz you got to understand all the wheel linebackers that came from Nebraska from 92 to what 2000 something. You got the Mario Williams, you got the Randy Stellers, you got the Terrell Farley's, you got Devonte Devontae, I mean, Devontae David. David. You you see all those linebackers, they always good. I, I mean, and it's a scheme, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that scheme we running now in a three four is is linebacker capable. We have good linebackers, we don't have great linebackers. You know, what was the you know, and 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 just just to let you know, we're talking with uh, three time national champion Freddie Pollock, and uh, you two time or one time. Uh, one-time national champion, one-time. Big Eight newcomer, defensive newcomer Let of the know. year, second team All American. Oh no! Uh, uh, yes, that's yeah, that's the that was part. that was in six games. In the nutshell, boom, boom, six, done six games. Yeah, boy, boy, if we if we could have got you for another two years, look out. Yeah, we would have we won in '96. I think I think Nebraska would still be on top. I think if it, it, it starts by the Florida State. Game that that we should have won that one, starting our dynasty off with that one was what ninety three. Ninety three. We should have won ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. And I think Coach Osborne shouldn't have retired early. I think we still could have racked up another three if he was still coaching at least another five years. Freddie, you think Coach retired early? Too early? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know what too early means. You know, he said he made a promise to Solich, and I think. A lot of people probably came and tried to get Solich, so I, I, you know, I think it. I think he would have wouldn't have minded coaching a few more years, but I, I also think that very few people have done what he's done, and, well, we and he had some great we, coaches. We put him through the ringer, though. So, I mean, look at look at how good Frank did where he went. I mean, if Frank would have stayed here, it might have been a lot different story for Nebraska. But you know, it's armchair quarterback, and nobody nobody knows what would have happened. Do you but, feel like Steve Peterson sabotaged us? Oh gosh, no! Steve Peterson probably did what he thought was best at the time, and I mean it's remarkable to think that his quote was, "I, I won't allow us to slip into mediocrity. We're going to bust fucking right." Let me ask that again, then. Do you bust think right Steve him. Peterson sabotaged us? Because <laughs> that's exactly what we—that's what we went to mediocrity. Are you saying Big Twelve wise, or I'm just saying wise in general? Just, just Nebraska football going. Steve Peterson is who fired Solich and started the hire of all these coaches, meaning Callahan, which, you know, Callahan didn't do bad, but he just he was he was a professional coach on a college level. But Callahan started everything off of not of totally flipping everything upside down. Remember we were in North Stadium. 
North Stadium changed to South Stadium. Things start getting flipped upside down, and then you go from from Coach Callahan to Coach Riley. No, Coach Coach uh, Pelini. Coach Pelini didn't know how to necessarily handle that. So then we go from Coach Pelini to Coach Riley. Coach Riley didn't necessarily win. Had some good recruits, just didn't win. Now we ask Coach Frost. Well, Coach Frost is a is an alum. Um, I think we should give him the benefit of the doubt. But at the end of the day, it's all about wins and losses. And right Look, now, Rashawn, too. I'm I'm jokingly saying what I'm about to say, but I mean, you also had the middle of his his the beginning of his deal is COVID, and you know he's they're trying to say that he had too many people at practice, and you know that COVID year really turn things up so if i'm here if, if i'm looking at it i'm saying that's a little weird and i'm totally joking about this but the year prior you know we have that rain out and and there was more things and i know excuses are like rear ends we all have them um but we also did play what six ranked teams within a touchdown this year i mean do you remember the times when we were getting blown out by 50 points and you're just thinking no this is not nebraska football like we should be able to hang with anyone so I, once again, I said I'm, I'm still in this corner, and I, I know a lot of people aren't, but uh, it, it, we haven't gotten what we've wanted in the last couple of years. But um, I also, I, I think better things are to come. I, I just hope he'll be around long enough for us to to see it with him. Now, Freddie, I, now I'm gonna say something like everybody say, "Oh, we got six losses by three points." Okay, well, at the end of the day, a loss is a loss. I mean, you're still three and nine, and and you know, what if the same things happen again next year? How are we gonna feel about? Oh, now we're one point away from every game, and you know, it, you know, it, it, it's like a horn being played in the same tune. You know, we gotta we gotta do something different. We gotta we gotta we gotta start winning now. I mean, and I think with the transfer portal that. This is probably the best opportunity for us to go get players that's ready right now instead of players that we can use for the future. Because if I was us, I would use all 20 players on transfer Porter if I could, you know, just to save my job or, or at least get this team back on track. It's Groundhog well, and, and Day. Terrell, look, I mean, you came from somewhere else. Yeah. Jason Peter came from somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, these are guys we brought in that, that immediately did something for us and and became some of the biggest names in Nebraska football ever. So, I mean, yeah, it's a different atmosphere. Things are moving faster. It is harder to do what Coach Osborne did. It is, it, I mean, it is remarkably harder to win nine games now than it was 20 years ago. It, it is a different game. Offensively is, do we have the right guys in, in the position to make plays in that, in that offense? Are I think we recruiting we're, I think the right we're, guys? I think we're, we're, we're there. We're getting them. They're coming. Help is on the way. You know, that's what I'm saying. Help is on the way. Look at the last couple of days. We got a quarterback. We got a receiver. We got a running back. That's more than what we had. I mean, I mean, we we need players that are, are ready right now. We, we, we Scott got to save his job. I mean, we got we got to, and I got his back. You know, if if anything I could do to get a player to come here, I got Scott back. You know, and and this is. Coming from you know, this is what we do as as Nebraska football players. We stick behind each other, and I understand what Freddie's saying, and I want much success for Scott as anybody else does too. But at the same time, we got to win, and we got to get the players on the field, and we got to get the right players on the field. 
you know, and, and if, if I don't know what we got to do to get those players here, but we got to get them here. Show me the money. That's it. Show me the money. And, but that I mean, seems like that's the theme now. It doesn't. I think it's more than just money, though. It is to us because we have a tie to the program where we want to see our alma mater do well. Yeah, we're I mean, that in tie. But nowadays, it's about the money. Show me the money, Terrell. Where is it? Where's the money, Nick? Where's the money? Where's it's the all money? in the university. <laughs> There's a lot of money, guys, but those guys have been dealing out a lot of money. And I think you got to earn your money, too. Payoffs. You know, it's tough. What's wrong with just earning a scholarship check? What? You ain't talking about the scholarship checks that they used to give us, are you? Freddie. Freddie didn't even use his scholarship check. He had enough money back then, but us broke guys, oh. man, we had that little $336 scholarship check. That had to go for your rent. Room, board, anything, lights, everything. everything. We was poor. <laughs> Freddie, I, I think can't... I paid a hundred bucks a month for my rent at uh, a place I was appreciative of, but it wasn't real nice. <laughs> I ate vinyl sausages and noodles. So, you guys are just kidding. You didn't eat. You didn't live on no. Bills. Come on, VJ. Oh, ramen noodles. Was, I could get seven for a buck. Real. Seven packages for a buck. Dang! What? Listen. What can you think we can get some money in the NIL? I, I think, think they owe us something. I think I mean, we should. I think we should guys, get a lawsuit. They gotta pay us and, something for winning. At least give me fifty thousand. Something, right? We gotta get some type of money here, right? <laughs> if you're listening, to Nebraska football, we just think we're owed just a little bit of bucks. You don't gotta give us much. Just give us a little, a little five. You know, five or ten grand to do us good right now. We'll settle out. <laughs> we'll settle for five. How much money? How much money? I think in the years that we play, how much money do you think the University of Nebraska made? Oh, over a hundred million, and that was twenty three years ago. Yeah, twenty three to twenty eight years ago. You thinking they're making up? What about you, Fred? How much you think? Well, didn't we make like twelve or sixteen million to go to the one bowl game, and then To got in trouble because he had spent too much money down there <laughs> when we had the game room, and I think it was Arizona. Oh we, man, we, 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 that, was, that was lit. Ooh, we kicked. Oh the man. Hey, Coach Osborne used to – that's the one thing I love about Coach Osborne because even if it was like 15 bucks on a Sunday, you know, we getting that money. He's going to give us as much money oh, yeah. legally as he How can. fun was Arizona? That was fun. Oh, yeah. Arizona's good. Do you guys good. want food or do you want an allowance and we'll just give you sandwiches and fruit? We'll just take the money. Just give us the money. Yeah, we'll just give <laughs> us the money. But he also, he also had it – we had a full spread. We had games. We had – I'm ping we had a van to take us places. Yeah, we was good, man. After practice, if we had practice at five o'clock in the morning, and then and five or six in the morning, and all of a sudden, boom, you got your. Do you remember day. who drove us around, guys? Who? Do you remember who our chauffeurs were? You don't remember that? I don't remember. When we were down in Arizona, the uh, Arizona State football coach had his players driving our vans around, oh, and the next man. year they beat us. Oh man, Dang. that's some insider stuff, Freddie. You. How'd you, Fred, we didn't know that. They kept that from us. I remember someone was talking trash to one of them, and we got to talking to him, and he was a and he was a football player. And I was like, wow, what a great thing to do, have your players go and drive around another team while they're at their bowl game. So, listen, I, man, I, I got to get ready to throw it to break, but before I do, I want to talk. Bryce says, you guys had the training table. Did you really starve, Bryce? 
On the weekend, we did. Yeah, they gave us 15. Listen, after the game on Saturday, when, as soon as we finished that game, they gave us a $17. With $17 in it and said, good luck. We'll see you on Monday. So, when we come back, we're going to talk about that $17. It's the captain, the ticket, 93.7. With Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. And we are back. It's the captain. I think Nick's going to. Give out some little stuff. He got some housekeeping things we need to get handled. Big, big time. So you guys know how we like to operate here at the Ticket. Every uh, weekday, we like to give out a care basket on each of the shows, um, courtesy of our good friends at Beatrice Bakery. So this week, the captain, Vershawn Jackson, and I, I guess I'm, I'm the producer of this show, so I guess I'm somewhat involved. Come on, Nick. But all involved. of us. Absolutely. So all of us, we're going to give out a care basket to Dr. Shelby Carter. Shelby a chiropractor here in Lincoln. Appreciate everything that you do for the community. And just a reminder, head over to theticketfm.com. You can click on the little nominations tab where it says Beatrice Bakery and nominate somebody that you know to receive a care basket what kind of cakes do you got? as well. Literally everything. My, have you been in our little cake shop back yeah. there? Yeah. Have you Terrell, taken anything? Terrell was, Terrell was back there loading yeah. up. He oh, yeah. Yeah. I was shopping. I'm not even done yet. It is wild. The, the pina colada is my favorite. The vanilla rum is extremely good. Um, then you, I mean, VJ, you and I were eating that apple streusel this morning. Man, listen, y'all can't be bringing that stuff to the radio no more. And then it's, it's just it here. laid out all over the place, man. I'm trying to no, cut some pounds. I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie. I, I said it back there. I said it back there. I was like, oh, I, I need a snack, so I cut into it. And then I go back after a couple segments, and there's like a quarter of it gone. I look across the table, and, and you got a couple slices sitting on the on, sitting on the napkin. All I needed was some chocolate. All I needed was some chocolate milk. If I got the chocolate milk, it, the whole thing would have been gone. Hey, listen, I want to give a special shout out to uh, my cousin Cerise Cole. Cerise McCole. Uh, it's her birthday. Cerise Cole's on Channel 3. Um, and happy birthday, girlfriend. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get Cerise, Cerise on. The, we're going to get Cerise on to come on the show. We'll talk a little news and sports and see what she knows and then send her through. Terrell, talk to us. What, what, what are the black shirts that we have now? How do they raise their level of play? in order to help this team win. Because we didn't score on defense like we normally do. It starts by practice hard. I mean, you got to you got to get them 11 you got to get them 11 guys, man. You got to get them together. You got to get them you got to get them fired up, man. I don't it's just when we played it was totally different, man. We was I don't know if we was born to play like that or or what, man. It's just something different for these guys. They need to Play with intensity. That's it, man. Play with intensity. That's it. Freddie. Lights out. Yeah. What do you think defensively? <clears throat> uh, I think our defense, I, I'm not as smart as you guys at this, but 
I thought our defense was pretty salty for a lot of the year. You know, I, I, I think we had more offensive issues, so I can't talk too much trash about them. I know the scoring maybe not have been there, but man, I thought our defense really played some incredible games. Maybe not every single game, but they were fairly consistent, I thought. But no, not, not necessarily talk trash, but what do we need to do in order to make next season the best season in, in, in Scott's career? What do we need to do? You know, Vershawn, you need some studs, some talented studs. You're going to need to bring some in or, or develop some. But you also got to, like I said before, you got to have guys that they are not talented studs. They are not going to be the big name. But you need that guy to work out hard. And you need him to work out probably harder than he has ever for the entire year and, and do that for four years. And, and some won't be there. But there's, I don't want to say supporting staff, but there's a lot of people that you're not going to maybe hear their names, but if they hadn't killed themselves for five years, we wouldn't have got there. You know, they, they didn't make the interception, run it back for a touchdown, but they did hit Terrell in the face, you know, 80 times a day at practice so that Terrell was good enough to do all those things, you know? Ooh. Probably two. You know you got Probably hit more two than two times, times man, come at practice, on, man. man. He's getting hit to All you black sirs trying to act like y'all were getting hit in Fred. practice. Who was your hardest to block, Fred? Come on. Mia J. Ooh. Oh, I, I'm going to say you because you're squirrely, dude. You, yeah. I, I could I, run I, right at I, you and, I, and you could get right around me. He's so. still squirrely. Yeah. I only weighed 200 pounds now. Is that what you played at? <laughs> 200. That was your playing weight? Yep. Freddie's at his playing weight. I'm at my playing weight. We're ready. Let's go. No, we're not ready. I'll hey, I, I, I tell you what. One series. Tell Scott, let us come to spring practice and get seven plays in. Yeah, let us put a helmet on, shoulder pad. Seven plays. We probably die, but, man, I, I would think that would be the fun. That would be, the, that would be the fun part that of it. That would be fun. That would be fun. You think he'd do it? Freddie, you think no. he'd do it? Too much liability, but it'd be fun. I'll sign a waiver. I'll sign a waiver, too, but I, you, I don't know. If I get hurt, just – just give me a – Jay Foreman's still dunking, so we got Jay – listen, I think we can put a team together. We can Look put at Amon. Amon looks like a freaking stud still. Man, we can put a team together because I don't think these guys have ever seen cut blocking before. Yeah. Freddie, we'd we be cutting them all over the place. Or trash talkers, huh? <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do about, like, the, the Heskews and the Zadiskas who look like they're basketball players now, though? Oh, man, that's you okay, know? man. It's okay. I, I mean, but they still got good technique. We still, got, still got, got dish, good man. Form. Dishman, all right. He looks great. All right. I'm ready. Call Michigan. Let's I mean, you get got Sky. You got Aaron Graham. Aaron Taylor. Man, we, bruh. I don't know. We might be able to come back. You know what I'm saying? With, with gray hair and all, and get a dub. Uh, I doubt we get a dub. I doubt we get a dub too, man. I'm just <laughs> probably listen. Positive thoughts breed positive things. That when you're 45 years old, starting arena <laughs> team of old men. I love it. Hey, man, listen, I really appreciate you, Freddie. I appreciate you coming on the show, man, and, and hanging out with us, man. I, I might have to put you on the payroll because you hung out an awful long time. And uh, I just want to tell you thank you. Thank you for your career. Thank you for being a, a brother to me. Thank you for helping me get the calls and all that stuff when we was there, man. And uh, let me get your best Go Big Red, Fred. Go Big Red. Oh, wow. Go Big Red. He didn't smoke your voice. He didn't even, yeah, Richard, thanks know. for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun to just uh, just rap with both of you guys. Come on, Freddie. You coming back to the show, man. We might see if we can put you. C4, you only came for an hour, man. Can you grace us with your presence for a little bit longer than just that little hot hour? We didn't get anything in with you. 
Go Big Red. Oh, <laughs> Go Big Red. 93-7, the ticket, the captain, Rashawn Jackson. Let's go. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.